B'Shem Hashem Na'asev Na'atziach. We're back in the Mesiyat Yesharim. Almost finished chapter 19, Chassidut. Now, what we were in the middle of discussing that you always have to give your best to God, not garbage. And this is actually one of the first um, lessons of the Torah, in my opinion. It's very important. Actually, with my son, we're finishing all of Mishnayah's Zeraim. One of the most... Uh, Precious mitzvot, interesting mitzvot is Bikurim. And we know that we have a, a wonderful koan here. The pshat over there is we Jews have to give our firstborn, which is the creme de la creme, firstborn animal, firstborn chant to the kohen, which is a kohen is the representative of God, which means don't give your garbage to God. And that's why God actually ultimately rejected the korban of Cain. But you have to give the best of your God. And it says in the Torah, actually, we read it a few weeks ago, when you give an offering to God, we read it in last week's Pasha, actually, it cannot have any blemish. But the Torah also says that you also have to be, it has to be, um, when we offer something to God as an offering, a korban, it's a token of our appreciation. So, um, we have to give something that is class A, right? Super deluxe, all first class, right? Not uh, something that is garbage. And like I said, it's one of, one of the first things. Cain says that um, Hashem became very proud and accepted Hevel, the younger brother's korban. But to Cain, he didn't accept it. And, you know, actually the last prophet we Jews had was Malachi. And the last part of Tanakh, he's also chastising the Jews because the Jews at the end of the second temple were also unfortunately um, guilty of this crime that they would, you know, kind of save the most desirable stuff for their own tummy and the, you know, the their flock to Farsi, we say Lagar <laughs> Mordani. The, you know, the cow and the goat that was about to have a heart attack and die with skin and bones they gave to Hashem. And the, 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 the prophet is not happy. It's one of the uh, very uh, sobering haftaras we read that Hashem said, you know, um, he, he doesn't, he doesn't like that. Now, um, it says, Kama Dvarim Hizanu Shelo if you want your mesila, it's here. If you want to look inside. So anyways, next time I can give it to you inside. Because I have, I have a lot of copies of this. What page is it? It's, we're up to the, where it says, Right there, it should be where the marker is. The gold marker? Yeah, 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 yeah. It says, The, uh, it's very important throughout Shas, the oral Torah, it says we should, the mitzvah should not be something that is disgraceful to us. Like, for example, it says somebody that holds the Sefer Torah naked is going to be buried um, in a very disgraceful way. Which means the idea over here, why we need to give our best to God, is a sign of respect. Like we just said in the Ramchal on the Parsha, any relationship 
with somebody that's greater than you, that doesn't have these two elements, is going to get ruined. You need to be tiferet, according to Kabbalah. A relationship is only beautiful when there's love and respect, right? If there's only love and no respect, it's not good because it becomes upside down. And if there's only respect and no love, then there's no, you're not really one. You're not really, you know, there, there's no intimacy there. There's no connection. But this whole idea is, um, like I said before, we bring our first fruits to God. You know, I'm just learning the Mishnayis actually because I have to give a seum for my father. Um, we're obviously recording uh, my father Shlomo Chaim ben David his Yotzad is coming up so we know that the seven fruits of Israel what, the halacha is you have to put a small string after the first one so you know which one was the first one and then you have to bring it in golden bowls so the rich people used to bring it in very extravagant and golden bowls and give it to the Kohen now the uh Unfortunately, the poor people, the Mishnah says over there, you know, they couldn't afford it. They could only bring straw baskets. But um, the idea over there is, is that the Arizal says a beautiful thing on the bracha of Asher, right? Actually, Persians, they like the name Asher. We have a lot of Ushers in our Persian Jewish community. Now, Asher... The Arizal, when Yaakov Avinu um, blessed Asher, it says, you know, the, the, uh, all the olive oil they used in the Holy Temple came from the land of Asher. He had a wonderful, uh, bountiful source of olive oil, olive trees. And, you know, one of the most valuable things, especially in ancient times, was olive oil, right? Because the, the, that was the main oil that they used to, to cook and, you know, bake everything. Now it says, Asher Shemonalachmo, it says, Asher would dip his, um, like you find in the fantasy restaurants, right? His, the olive oil, he would dip his bread. And he would give de- delicacies to the king. So the Arizal explains his pasha like this. He says, right? Asher, when it came to his personal meal and cuisine, he would only have, it was very basic, only, you know, bread and the uh, olive oil. But when he came to Hashem, he would give his spitz, his creme de la creme, his first class stuff, his delicacies to God, which is unfortunately like, you know, we were saying last week, and it's something that we need to repeat because it's very bad in our community. You know, some people, they spend $100,000 on the party, on their bar mitzvah, there's more bar than there is mitzvah. And, but when it comes to like, um, Getting the best to fill in, you know, they want the $300 one, the cheapest one, right? We always have to, um, the, the Gemara says that it's actually a mitzvah to bring it in the golden bowls. So the, um, it's a mitzvah to do the mitz, um, like, um, you know, your father, which I'm very proud of. When you donate a Sefer Torah, right? You could donate one. Like we Sephardim, we have a, we have a wonderful, wonderful, uh, custom that we should be very proud of. That we, that our, our, um, case of the Torah is a lot of times silver or gold, right? It's very extravagant. Uh, you could just, you could put the Torah in a hundred dollar wooden, but it's a, a sign of respect. You understand? 
when you give your best of God, it's showing you respecting God. And um Rava Rami Puskam Amar So like for example, one of the aspects of this, and by the way, anybody that tells you otherwise is fooling themselves. For example, Rava would wear a hat and jacket and a belt. That's why Hasidim were a gartel, right? When when we come and pray to Hashem three times a day, Shacharit Minhan Arbit, right? We're coming to the coming to talk to our Father in Heaven, but our Father is not just regular Joshua; Shmo, He's the King of Kings, right? So that's why we wear a hat and jacket as a sign of respect. Like Esav, you know. The, the Gemara, actually, the Talmud Yerushalmi, in the, it's brought down in the Kiddushin, in the Babli. It says that um, one time a rabbi said, you know, he was boasting that he did the honor of his parents. He said, like, I'm a first class, I'm a superman in uh, respecting my parents. They laughed at him. They said, you haven't even come to the degree of Esav, you know, because Esav, every time he would come to talk to his dad, he would change his clothes. He would first change his clothes, Wear royal clothes, like clean clothes, then come to his dad. He just wouldn't come from the field to his dad. You know? So that's showing that you're respecting your father. And this is, by the way, I was learning Ale Shore with Jason, guys. Uh, Ravolbi says something so important for our generation. It's very, very um, scary. When we, uh, my Rosh Hashiva, Rav Weinberg, which your father was very into, Rosh Hashirazal said something very, very, uh, you have to be very careful. And that is when we live in a democracy and a Hellenistic society, inevitably, automatically, it has a, a thing on us. You understand? It has a uh, effect on us that chas v'shalom, we also want to think that we can do whatever we want. The donya bi sahabe, we're autonomous. Oh, it's a democracy. Why do I need, you know, need to listen to Hashem? And a lot of times we don't respect our parents because nobody in our, our society, like, listen, we live in a very dangerous society. One of the backbones of Torah is to be modest, senyut, for women and men even not to be a show-off. We live in a, in a society where everybody, everything is paparazzi and everybody's trying to put their Instagram and show off. So what I'm trying to say is also, this is something very important that we live in a society where people are very shallow. And they, 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 they go by Gucci, Versace, Fargamo, all this, uh, you know, Gucci, Pucci, Muchi, whatever, all this stuff. But when it comes to spirituality, they want the cheapest, you know? And th- this is wrong. It's Hashem is gonna, Hashem has said, oh, you know, after 120 years, it's, uh, it's very scary because Hashem is gonna bring a proof from ourselves. He says, oh, you had enough money to go buy, indulge yourself in the most, Latest fashion, but when you came to do a mitzvah for me, you went about the che- cheapest lulav and etra, right? What are you going to answer to Hashem? You can't answer you didn't have money because for years, you understand? So, Rabban Gamliel also says whenever he would go and serve his parents, he would be very clean. He says, I learned it from Esav. He says that Esav would wear his royal garments, right? Because by the way, um, your parents... The, the Gemara clearly says the same way you have to respect God, you have to respect your parents. That's why um, in Chas uh, V'Shalom, somebody that curses out his parents with Hashem's name is, the, is a capital crime, right? Just like cursing out Hashem. Or it's one of the Ten Commandments. So in Ken, so it says, if, if 
So guys, the issue is over here. If if Esav, which was a Russia, or Rabbi Gamliel, which was obviously one of the princes of the Jewish nation, would wear royal clothes to go see his parents, which are only flesh and blood. So when we go daven to Hashem, it's very, it's, it's, this is another problem. It's, you know, laziness. People go with their flip-flops, right? Or with shorts. I even see sometimes learned people do that. What, you're coming, first of all, when you come to uh, another major problem, I see one of the biggest problems in our um, communities, people don't respect the shul at all. My Rebbe was Hamedouni, Harav Ben David. He was a student of the Chazonish. He said, the, the attitude and the mood you need to be when you're sitting in a shul is that you're in a court. Of course, there has to be, again, of course, we just finished talking about how much we have to love Hashem and the, you know, that's the whole goal of Sukkot, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is to get us to the climax, to the top of the ladder. But in the end of the day, if there's no respect there, there's nothing. And that's the problem I have with one of the, you know, great, um, institutions in Klaliso, but we, 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 when we come to Daman Hashem, you're coming to the King of Kings. You know, the whole vitamin, every Jewish holiday we have, it imbibes in us, in our spiritual conscience. It injects our spiritual DNA with a certain vitamin, right? So Sukkot, we said, it injects us that we have to serve Hashem with love and happiness. But Rosh Hashanah, it's, it's the day we have to know that this, Donya Bisahabnis, there's a, there's a boss in the world, right? There's a king and we have to respect him. So we just do one more uh, chapter and we wrap up the Mesila. He says, another thing that we have to respect a lot is Shabbat and Yom Tov. Like, that's why it's very important that Shabbat, we have, should come with a suit, right? And for sure, you're going to be in a much, much better mood and respective mood to Shabbat. If you're, if you, if you're wearing your beach clothes and you come to Shul on Shabbat, it's not, right? It's a lack of respect. And it says you should know the more you respect Shabbat and the holidays, the more you Give God pleasure. Guys, we're created for one reason and one reason Reason only. Right? Every time we do a mitzvah, we say in the Shem To give, we have a Father in Heaven, which is so merciful and so wonderful. We want to give Him Nachat Ruach. Right? We want to make God proud of us. We want to give God... Um, our Father in Heaven should smile down upon us when He sees our actions and our character, right? And we want to do His will. Anything that makes Shabbat more meaningful and respectful, we have to do, the Ramchal says. That's why the greatest rabbis would personally like cut the salad or make the fish, right? Because they wanted to show that... Um, the uh, Rav Kahana, Rav Huna would like the, the, the sh- would prepare the Shabbat candle so his wife could light. Rav Papa would, um, you know, make the fetile because it's a mitzvah to use uh, light with uh, olive oil. So he would make the wick. And um, Rav Chista would make beet salad, right? Rabbi Rav Yosef Matzich Sivi, they would make like the, because um, how would they heat their houses with the, they would chop the wood. And Rav Nachman would do his own preparation. Um, he said, he said, and they asked him, Rav Nachman, why are you going and, you know, cutting all this wood? 
doing all this hard labor. He said, listen, if my two Rebbeim, Ravami and Ravasi, would come to my house, and I wouldn't I light the fireplace for them? So every week we have a glorious queen come visit us. Who's that? Shabbat Malka. So um, we uh, it's a whole different experience, by the way, when um, we dress the right way for Shabbat and do these preparations. By the way, you know, it's it, it makes it so much more meaningful and enjoyable, and um, that's the ultimate goal that we need to do.